After our week off, we return with the very definition of an unpleasant surprise. We discuss Sucker Punch. Welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And look, coming around the bend. No, it's the last stretch. Neck and neck. Here he is. Cross the finish line, Ellie Kalen. Wow, that was so, exciting. Yeah, no song. No song. Ellie, it's back. Ellie, it's back. From the last episode. I'm back. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Elliot has a lot of flavor. Can you? I think you should tell people what you're parading around the uh, Daily Show offices in today. Uh, well, I'm sure you could put the pictures up on the website <laughs> if you wanted to. But uh, my friend and coworker Wyatt Snack uh, bought a an adult full body Cobra Commander costume, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, complete with the added. He also bought the extra knife that straps to your thigh. <laughs> so. Bought it for Elliot just because he <laughs> thought it would be fun to see Elliot wear a Cobra Commander costume. Was that and really the adult size and not the child size? It was the adult size. It was a little too big for me. It looks kind of like Cobra Commander's pajamas. <laughs> but I did wear it for quite a while. Yeah. As as uh, producer Jimmy Don said, you made a bit of a dumpy Cobra Commander in that outfit. <laughs> well, that's it's mostly the costume's fault. Yeah, I'll put the, I'll put the I'll put a picture up on the website of you threatening me with the Cobra Commander knife. <laughs> I think you should. And uh, <sighs> so, how about that Twin Sitter screening, huh? Yeah, if you total missed success. It, you guys were a bunch of jerks. <laughs> well, I mean, or they don't, don't live in the New no, York area. Bunch of jerks. Yeah. So. Okay. They should have paid I mean, the money. To what? To fly out? To plane fly tickets. In. I mean, they're, no, no. rates are dropping, right? No, they're actually going up. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, they shouldn't have come. But we want to thank I all feel bad for you for our, if you paid to come to see us. <laughs> I want to thank all of the fans that did come. We had a great turnout, and it was a great night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be uploading that to the internet? No. Oh, you mean it was a one-time-only event? Well, I mean, that's that's not... The case That's what's exciting about live stuff, Elliot, is that you only get one chance to catch it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Then it's gone. And if they screw up, yeah. then they got a ad lib around it. It's gone. But uh, we might do another one. I mean, it was a big enough success that uh, we could probably be convinced to do another one. How, how do we measure that success? Um, laughs. I mean, ticket laughs. sales. Like a laugh-a-meter? <laughs> yeah, laughometer. Yeah. I, I like that better by, than this ticket sales inve- thing. Invented by uh, Victor Laughometer. And... Uh, it measured the laughs. I mean, success for me was when the girl at the counter at the 92Y Tribeca screwed up Dan's pizza order. Yeah. <laughs> of <laughs> which I good. tipped her an extra dollar. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, After I tipped her fact. extra for – well, not before. I should have. It's not have. like you I'm said, not... hey, screw up that guy's pizza and there's another dollar in it for so you. So like that really good looking guy? I'm like, oh, no, the guy sitting next to him. Wait, what? what, what? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, the, the better thing about that though, Stuart, is I was supposed to get a performer's discount – and I mentioned that to the woman at the counter. And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And somehow in between, like, the the, the 30 seconds in between me saying that to her and her agreeing that I should get that and discount. It up. And her ringing it up. She would forgotten that that conversation occurred and did not give me so the you discount. Had to pull the, pay, you had to pay the full and then $8. she forgot that I put the order in entirely. <laughs> and I had to go up and remind her. Now, I don't and, know if uh, you were paying attention, but when she said, yeah, 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 was she making a jack-off motion with her right hand? No, no, someone else oh, had that's asked. that's what that motion is. Yeah. I think Dan didn't hear. Someone else said, hey, what's your favorite band? And she went, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right. Wait, right. is that a band? Well, the AAS. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we Karen, watch. Oh! So, <laughs> so we, was that a werewolf? Announced yep. a werewolf DJ. <laughs> yep. Karen O oh, is up next, and, and after that, my favorite song, Werewolves of London. <laughs> we'll be playing that for six straight hours. <laughs> so buckle in to W O L F. Wolf Radio. <laughs> A little too on the nose, but that's okay. Uh, so basic, So we thanked our fans for coming to the Twin Sitter show, and then Dan complained about the pizza. <laughs> yep. I think that covers the night. Uh, for those who that's weren't what there, we thank our wives for, and mistresses. For, the, yeah, for those who weren't yeah, there, we, uh, complaint. we had a fun segment where we interviewed our wives and, in Stuart's case, fiancé, yep. uh, and embarrassed them in front of the audience. And they were good sports about it. They were very good sports and didn't divorce any of us afterwards. Despite barely being asked to be in the show. And and uh, it was a and uh, a we had a a couple Flophouse super fans there, one who of whom won a big prize package. It was a fun night for everyone. Stewart's big prize package. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> yep. Uh, you can come collect whenever you want. <laughs> so uh, I guess we should move on. Dot org. To uh, less a less exciting piece of uh, oh, business. Wow. This is so uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Which is the, the actual mo- purpose of the the podcast? The movie we showed at the screening was Twin Sitters. Which is a delight and a joy to behold. Yeah, enjoy, watch that. Uh, mm-hmm. The movie we watched tonight was what, Dan? Sucker Punch. <sighs> oh. Sucker Punch. It was a – it's a punch to the audience. <laughs> uh, well, Elliot, you love 300 and yeah, watch. You are a fan of like, visionary director Zack Snyder. I like – 300 a lot. I have a lot, it's I think it's a lot of fun. Watchmen is a mediocre film. Okay. Zack Snyder is The Dawn I think, of the Dead remake is okay. I haven't seen that one. I like to think you have to have made more than 3 movies to be a visionary director, but mm-hmm. the word visionary gets thrown around a lot. So I guess Sucker Punch is the fourth movie by this visionary. Yeah, Sucker Punch is the sort of movie that you make once no one can say no to you. <laughs> yeah, you've had a you've had a couple hits in a row. Enough you, box office success. Yeah, you get to blow all of your... Boffo B.O., they call it. <laughs> yep, Boffo B.O. is what they call it. Uh, they, you, get, you have enough credit now in your, in your star bank yeah. to make the movie Starbucks. that you... <laughs> to make the movie that you doodled on the back of your math notebook in So he takes his Starbucks grade. and he goes to the movie center <laughs> and mm-hmm. buys all the stuff to make the he movie. He buys I'd like to buy five one. attractive girls, please. <laughs> it's like, I'd like to buy one piece of shit movie, please. <laughs> and the result Spoiler was alert. a Scucker Munch. <laughs> Um, but Smucker's Bunch <laughs> had a lot going for it. There were – you could see the upper thigh of a lot of girls. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, this was PG-13. A lot of uh, navels, yes. a lot of naval action. There was the constant unfulfilled promise of lesbian kissing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of action where humans fought computer-generated things yep. with swords and guns. The most exciting type of action. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When a person is fighting something that's not there. And looks like it's not there. Yeah. And you had no less than three different levels of reality, all of them stupid. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's that's now this is I would love to hear Elliot try and synopsize this film because this is a this is an MC Escher puzzle box of a of a mystery oh, yeah. of an enigma. Oh, yeah. of, what's uh, going on? No two card. people see the same film. It's regular images. <laughs> yeah. It's a regular persona. <laughs> uh so we open with a wordless vignette in which uh what's the name of the 
of the actress playing the main character? Emily Browning. Emily who Browning. Was the, uh, she was in the series of unfortunate events, and she was in the Flophouse film. Uh, I think The Uninvited was the. You made that makes it sound like we Jewish produced monster, that. Right? The Jewish yes, ghost. with the Dibbick. Wait, no, not, no, wait. The, is that the one, the Dibbick? Yeah. It's not that one. It's, uh, wait, which. I get The Uninvited and The. No, that, no, no the that's unborn. The Unborn. The Unborn was, was the Dibbick. The, unborn. the uninvited, uninvited was the right one. Yes, the, the remake of the Tale of Two Sisters. Shot on, the, on the cover. That's The Unborn. Okay. Uh, yeah, which that on uh, the unborn promised a girl's butt in underpants, which and it, it I, delivered on that promise. Did it? I don't it even did. remember. There was that, that scene. Uh, so the so she looks as Stuart pointed out, the main character of this film, Emily Browning, who plays the part of Baby Doll, looks as Stuart pointed out like the Svedka vodka robot mm-hmm. uh, from the ads. If that robot had to poop the entire time, <laughs> <laughs> that robot had a blonde wig and looked like it needed to poop, and was dressed in like a Different Japanese s- sailor. Suits. Basically, Sailor Moon costumes. Yeah. So, in a wordless vignette, uh, her mo- she's a rich girl with a little sister and a dead mother and an evil stepfather. And the dead mother dies, and <laughs> the, the evil stepfather is horrified to learn that the will gives everything to the two daughters. So he wrecks his office and then tries to rape Baby Doll, and when she scratches his face, tries to rape the younger sister. Because if... I think in raping them, they would leave a pile of cash behind. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like a video it's like game. Scott or when you kill when you kill someone, yeah, game. either that or a giant turkey leg, <laughs> which he could eat for health. And then here we go, yum. <laughs> <laughs> and then he could fight uh, Bobo or whatever the character from Double Dragon is. Um, it's a Bobo. A boba. Yeah, a it's boba, a yeah. bobo. Just one. Yeah, I know. It's a boba. It's Sebulba sure. from the Pod Race on Tatooine. <laughs> Oh man! Anywho, the so while he's at while he has the younger girl cornered in a closet, Baby Doll takes a gun from his desk and, trying to shoot him, somehow shoots a light bulb and her sister at the same time, killing he's her sister. Significantly shorter than he is. Yes, and shorter than the light bulb she hits. <laughs> uh, there's no. Well, that's shorter than the light bulb itself. But where the light bulb <laughs> is stationed? Yes, that's true. It's not a seven foot long light bulb. <laughs> yes. uh, it's not an industrial <laughs> fluorescent tube. I mean, if it was that big. You know, it would be hard for her not to shoot the light bulb. At that point, it must be some kind of art installation <laughs> yeah. that they just have in the house. Anywho, so the evil stepfather brings her to a kind of... Thank you, Stuart. <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. That. That's the Sorry movie that, in a nutshell. Edit, edit is Belch. <laughs> the evil stepfather takes her to a evil mental institution. Okay. Where she Lennox is... Lennox Hill. Lennox Hill, it's called. And there she enters a fantasy world okay. in which... She and a group of other girls are kind of sex slave burlesque performers. Yeah, sex slave slash taxi dancer or something. Yeah, uh, in this weird club boarding house prison that is run by the sa- run by the orderly from the mental institution, but he has a mustache here, and he's some kind of crime boss or something. And he seems sort of more of like a like a Latin uh, mobster. Yeah, and Carla Gugino is. But as soon as she goes into this fantasy world, we basically forget about the other one, right? Yes. Yeah, it does not switch between that level of reality back to the. Uh, we don't go back to the mental hospital until the end of the movie. Okay. Uh, and basically, what happens is, well, she's a, they, little, the little baby doll is about to get lobotomized, and then it switches to this other plane of reality. She's there. They're burlesquing. Carl uh, Gugino is like a dance coach yeah. who's Russian. Yeah. And the da- and the amazing thing about She's got a real like Natasha from Rocking Bullwinkle accent. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> and uh, all the girls walk around in like not really very revealing lingerie. It looks like they're in like bathing suits and tights. Yeah, enough thigh highs to make it. 
You know that they're wearing lingerie. You've got, you've got girls of every type. You have the skinny one, the blonde one, the Asian, the Asian one, one, and the, the other one. one. <laughs> and the other one. And uh, they, it's like a regular uh, brat cornucopia. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's, there's a, a lot of bratitude. There's yeah. a lot of very specific like hipster fetishes that yeah. are involved in this movie: heavy eye makeup, thigh high stockings, like old fashioned lingerie. Girls almost getting raped. Girls almost getting raped. Very sure, popular that's a big fetish. Hipster thing. And uh, basically, it's like this world where baby doll has been promised to some, and her other friends are named Rocket, Amber. Blondie. Blondie, who doesn't have blonde hair, that's the that's the smartness of Chastity. it. Chastity, and Asia, she's played by that one girl from High School Musical who was nude on the internet, and Rocket's older sister, Sweet Pea. Yep. And mm-hmm. they all have stupid names because it's a stupid movie. Mm-hmm. And Baby Doll has been promised to some high roller, and because it makes them less human by giving them names like that. Yes, they become fetish objects. Yeah. They basically become sex dolls. Who don't have sex? Native American fetish objects. Native, yeah, they're totems. <laughs> to a, they carry to a, a lot of power. An anim, animistic religion. Yep. Uh, I, and basically, it's but they more of ancestor worship. I'm sure they learn that Baby Doll is this amazing dancer, and every time she dances, we don't see her dance. Instead, the camera zooms into her eye, and suddenly she's in a fantasy world where she fights. I mean, she wiggles for a second. Yeah, she right. wiggles, kind of like a. Like a drugged-up Russian child well, prostitute. Well, the first time she enters this uh, world, Scott Glenn appears to her as like a sensei the, character. One of the first Americans in space? Yes. Yes, Scott Glenn. Actor uh, Scott Glenn. John yeah. Glenn. Uh, you might remember him as uh, the, uh, guy, the guy at the FBI who sends uh, Jodie Foster uh, down to meet Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. I'm mixing up actors' names and character names, but that, that's fine. Uh, but he tells her that he is she's a gonna, he is a sensei inside of a snow covered pagoda, pagoda. He's a David Carradine type. Yes, yeah. he is ba- basically a Zack David Snyder's lookalike. Zack Snyder's saying, "This is my David Carradine." This the uh, if the, he hadn't killed himself, if David uh, that hasn't been proven yet, right? That was I thought. I mean, there could have still been foul play. Or it could have been foul true. play. That's true. The movie and. Uh, <laughs> He could have been watching Foul Play and been like, I do not want to watch any more of this. I, or he I can't, could have been I getting Chevy, off to Foul Play. <laughs> yeah, like, he could have been like, oh, Chevy Chase, oh my God. And then – and anyway, it, basically this is – out of climax. This is Zack Snyder's uh, Kill Bill is what we can get to eventually. Oh, yeah. Except he's not very good and he doesn't have Quentin Tarantino's basic understanding of human emotion. Um, or, or, or I would imagine cinema, but. or how movies work. Yeah. So anyway, Scott Glenn is a uh, is a is the is the his her sensei now. She fights three giant samurai robots, one of whom has a huge what Gatling gun. Yep, like a, like mm-hmm. a chain gun. One guy's got a big naginata. And yeah, uh, an old time Gatling gun, like and a real. This happens a couple times throughout the movie that she goes, and then when she's done killing these samurai, we pull out of her eye. She's done dancing, and everyone is amazed at what a great dancer she is. Because apparently she's been dancing the story of killing samurai. Like, I don't know. And uh, this happens a couple times throughout the movie, and you see her in a couple different settings with the other girls. One where they're in World War One, and they're using machine guns to fight steampunk zombies. And they blow up a zeppelin, and there's a lot of kung fu bullshit. And then another where they're in a World War Two bomber plane and they're over a fantasy castle and they have to fight a dragon mm-hmm. and what was, was there the another one? one? Oh yeah they're on a futuristic train and yeah. fighting robots to stop a bomb or start they're a like bomb like on mars or something uh, and they're all each of these scenes 
has no bearing <laughs> on what's happening in real life. <laughs> has nothing to do with anything. That, well, she has to pick up five different objects in each of these scenes. Yeah, Sky Glenn is like, you need to get out of there. You need to get, get a map. You need to get fire. You need to get n- a knife. Or you a need key. to get a key. Or a video game. And then and you, you have to get some mysterious fifth other element, perhaps love. It turns out to be sacrifice. Oh, okay. Um, it's not love from... Same thing, guys. No, it's not love element. from the fifth yeah, element. Yeah, it's not, it's not Lilu or... Corbindale. Well, it's weird. Actually, in the original draft of the fifth element, the fifth element was chalk. <laughs> it was really? earth, wind, fire, water, and chalk. But then I think it was around – I think after – I figured sh- that earth and chalk were too similar. <laughs> too sim- I mean that's the thing. While shooting was going on, I think after shooting started, they were like, why don't we change it to love? <laughs> love, guys. Actually, I think they may have changed it to corn and then love. <laughs> Maze. Maize, which is corn. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, they're French. They're not Native American. <laughs> I don't know why they would go through two levels. Well, yeah, that's but why. Because like, uh, they're French. Uh, they're like, they didn't know that maize and corn were the yeah, same Yeah, let's thing. make it corn. No, well, no, no. That, let's just make it maize. Okay. That, wait, that's just corn. It's, okay. It's the French obsession with Native American culture as evidenced by Brotherhood of the Wolf. Oh, mm. very well, Very nice. Okay. Anywho, so so we see these, these action scenes that are not very well made. I'm sure we'll talk about them. And then... Bad things happen to good people in the world of in the burlesque world. The evil crime boss finds out they're trying to escape. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to so escape. So she's already in a fantasy house. world, and then when she starts to dance, she goes into another fantasy. They pile world. another fantasy world on top. Then of when, that. and then a, there's a point where something wrong happens in the second level of fantasy world. in the burlesque world, and so it like pulls her out of her her dancing world. Her dance her her like third level. Yeah. But they never go all the way back to the first level. Until the end of the movie, at the very end – should I just give, say the ending? Yeah. yeah. Okay. At the very end, all the other girls have been killed except for her and Sweet Pea, who has no personality whatsoever. And what are you talking about? She's blonde. Come on. She looks like Nicole Kidman kind of. And Baby Doll realizes, this was never my story. This was your story. I'm going to sacrifice myself so you can escape. And she does, and it is at that moment that – a the spike that was about to lobotomize her in the first level of reality goes into her eye and into her brain, and she's lobotomized by John Hamm of TV's Mad Men. Oh, I like him. I like him handsome. most usually too. <laughs> handsome guy. And it turns out in a, it, there's this completely we, like unnecessary tacked-on ending where the orderly at the mental hospital was, I guess, sexually abusing the girls. Like it's not really mm-hmm. clear. He's been doing something terrible to them. He gets arrested. And it turns out she really did help a, another girl escape from the mental hospital. And now that girl is going to drive away to freedom on a bus driven by Scott Glenn. Yeah. And a vo- the movie opens with a shitty voiceover and it ends with a shitty voiceover saying, Who has the power of freedom? Who decides our actions? You do. Yeah. You have all the tools you need. So it's, it's like uh, so, it's like uh, uh, it's Babylon self- AD, right? That was how that movie ended. It's a, it's a self-affirming movie. It's a self-affirming movie about the power of almost being raped and then getting lobotomized. Almost being raped and escaping into a fantasy world. <laughs> it is a uh, it is a movie full of uh, MTV style uh, music video nonsense, and then at the end, lobotomy. Oh, I forgot that. To make yeah, you feel lo- bad, most of the movie is told with 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 just. Covers of famous songs playing over the scenes. Yeah, there's a lot of songs that are ruined by terrible cover versions. You got your... Uh, Search and Destroy. Search and Destroy, Sweet Dreams, uh, Tomorrow Never Knows, uh, Where Is My Mind. Just, you know, like songs that you might enjoy if you actually heard the real version. Oh, uh, um, uh, White Rabbit, or is that the Yeah, White Rabbit. Uh, yeah. Bjork's Army of Me, Left Intact. That one yeah. not covered. I wouldn't be surprised if Bjork... 
did not give permission for a cover. <laughs> sure. Um, Either that or she was so eager to be associated with Zack Snyder's Scucker Bunch <laughs> that she just said, Use my my song. Put it in. I'm Bjork. I mean, he is <laughs> he's a visionary, according That's, to the movie poster. He is a visionary. He has made almost five films. He can see. So he has vision. Did he do anything before, before his Dawn of the Dead remake? Uh, he made music videos, right? I get I that makes know. sense. I mean, his this movie is basically a collection of crappy music videos. Yeah, and the the action scenes all it feels like they were test marketed by like just handing out polls at Comic Con because there's like steampunk zombies and giant mechs and like you know robots dragons. and dragons samurais. and samurai and this trope that's gotten very popular. And girls in short skirts. Well, that's the thing: the tough girl in a short skirt, where it's like. It used to be the male fantasy to, like, save a woman from danger, and you, that's like old action heroes used to be guys who saved damsels in distress. And now it's almost like men have become so infantilized that the fantasy is a woman who can protect and take care of them. Yeah. Like, they'd re- it went from women become – like, Ripley in the Alien movies, like, finally a woman is the action hero, this is really cool, to being like – why can't they just be like a girl who dresses like I think girls should dress and she takes and she's like super mean with a sword but like she knows I'm cool you know that kind of stuff well also like the weird sure. thing about like watching this movie is how dirty it makes me feel like when I've seen much dirtier things I mean but you're I feel a like, disgusting person sure I'm a terrible person I'm a terrible human being but like <laughs> like there's a certain honesty and just like being like this is like a fetish that's being presented like whereas this movie is like we're going to put a bunch of people in fetish gear and have a bunch of almost rapes, but we're going to, you know, you know, pretend like it's a tale of empowerment and redemption. Uh, and also it's going to be redemption. PG-13, so, like, there's not a lot of swearing in it. There's a mm-hmm. little bit. It keeps kind of teasing you that it's going to be more bizarre or, or, uh, or trashy than it is. Yeah. And it means that, like, in the scene in World there's War One, There's a lot I, of faux perversion. There's a World, World War One scene where Scott Glenn says to them, he goes... The Germans have figured out a way to bring the dead back to life with steam and gears. So don't worry about killing them. They're already dead. Mom like, and Dad, it's okay. Your kids are watching this. Yeah, so because they're just shooting robots. You know, like, <laughs> just have them kill soldiers. Like, it's a war scene. There's a moment where one of the girls reaches down and, like, shoves the, like, a, like uh, pushes aside the hair on a young soldier's face. And he's got bandages on his head. And it's like this brief moment of, like... Yeah, war hurts people. Sometimes you know. kids have to fight war. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's war's not fun. Anyway, let's, so, go, let's go kill so, some steampunk zombies. What's so civil about war anyway? Yeah. I mean, that wasn't a civil war. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding, guys? Sure. <laughs> I don't. Uh, no, uh, I want to go back to uh, Dan. What's ma- the frequency, Ken? <laughs> Dan made a comment about how, what's the buzz. Tell I mean, me what's it, happening. It is a collection of almost rapes, and they demonize every male character in this movie. Yes, as being an almost rapist, except. Scott Glenn, the mystery shaman. Who's a desexualized, weird mystery shaman. Yes. Like Willie Tallsalt in The Great Bikini Off-Road Adventure. <laughs> How did I? Well, that's when The Great Bikini Off-Road Adventure is far more of a feminine empowerment movie than this. Because, like, they run a successful business. They do. They make fools of the villains. <laughs> they, you know, like, they don't let the fact that their tops keep falling off get in the way. Why would you? They Why embrace, would you? They embrace that fact. <laughs> like, this is... That like, yeah, that the Great Bikini Off-Road Adventure becomes a feminist tract next to Scucker Munch. And but the, I can't the, the even bring myself to pronounce the name correctly. This is a movie that demonizes all these name. male characters with almost rapes. But like, how does it make the filmmakers any less creepy for filming it entirely about chicks in semi-fetish? Yeah, 
No, this is this What's is a, a creepy movie. It's a creepy movie that's not very good. Uh, well, one, and one had it that, been good, the creepiness would have been overlooked. Well, because well, had it been good, the creepiness would have been a good thing. Because a well-made movie that's creepy is not – it's going for an effect that on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, like a good horror movie is trying to make you uncomfortable, and it works. Like this makes you uncomfortable because it's like, am I supposed to be like enjoying this? Like what's the – you know. Well, and one thing like, that makes – Like a death proof with a lot of girls in small outfits. <laughs> yes. Well, because Quentin Tarantino knows, you know, these are girls in small outfits. Yeah. One thing that makes me particularly angry about this movie too is like this movie the, – the whole middle section – is just a bunch of nonsense action scenes that are just totally bubblegum. They don't mean anything. They're just like ridiculous, crazy bullshit. And then at the end of the movie, oh, we have this downer ending. It's like, well, this girl has gone through all this stuff, and now she gets a lobotomy. And I guess there's a ray of sunshine because she helped one other girl escape that we don't care about. But there's no need, like, on a movie that's like such a popcorn, stupid film to have like this bleak... Ending where a girl gets an uh, an unneeded lobotomy. Hey man, that's life. Well, I hey. guess I guess I've been taught a lesson. You've been taught a lesson about the real world. Deal with it. People get smacked down for for stuff all the time. John <laughs> Hamm goes around lobotomizing Just lobot- people. It's a weird moment at the end where John lobotomizing Hamm. John Hamm has just lobotomized this girl, and John Hamm, and Carly Gugino as the it turns out she's the doctor in the mental institute comes in and she's like, "You lobotomized her, huh?" I wouldn't have done that. Anywho, and, yeah, and John, John Hamm's like, like, didn't you? Your signature is on the forms authorizing this. And she's like, no, it's not. What? I I would never have signed that. And John Hamm's like, I don't like doing it either, but, you know, I do it. Like, you have two characters who we're supposed to like, but they can't get too mad that a girl's just been lobotomized, especially since one of them did it. So, like, this weird moment of, like, hey, don't blame John Hamm and Carl Gugino. They're the good guys, even though they were fine with this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dirty world. <laughs> it's a filthy <laughs> way. Hey, you just learned another lesson. You should be paying Zack Snyder for all well, these lessons a, he's teaching. Well, him. it's a moment where I think both of them realize there was a mistake made, but they just keep changing the subject. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, and then I have to go home and make dinner? I don't have enough time for this. <laughs> Where are my shoes? <laughs> oh, geez. Look at the time. I like, uh, gotta go. Other weird thing is, who put all the makeup on her before this? Isn't that strange? Yeah. Oh, no. She's just flushed from whatever sickness she has. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is this she's is basically... flushed from being aroused on this movie for some reason. It's the... This is like a... She, wait, she was aroused? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, wait, let's, weird let's feti- fetishization of everyone in the film. Like... It's like, okay, and now like she's using the ultimate ones. baby doll because we've removed her brains to him. <laughs> like, it's a terrible lesson. I mean, the women in the movie are basically puppets for Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'd say the, puppets, like, I'd compare him to, like, that manic pixie dream girl thing, but they're not even, they don't even have enough personality well, for that. Well, it's a different, it's a different type, it's the, it's the action pixie dream girl. Yeah. Where it's mm-hmm. like... They're the pucker bunch. They're person... <laughs> pucker snunch? Sure. Gucker glunch. <laughs> Naked Lunch. There you go. Wait, that's what we watched? Yeah, we watched Naked Lunch. Should watch that. Starring Peter Weller. <sighs> yep. Big, big Peter bugs. Weller would have made a good uh, Mystic Shaman character. Oh, sure. Yeah, if he wasn't busy getting his grad degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought he was a teacher. I don't know. I don't think he... I thought he was studying. No, I thought... Uh... What is he teaching? RoboCop? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> How to be a RoboCop, <laughs> step one. RoboCop, 101. Step one, have a holster in your leg. <laughs> <laughs> you all failed. <laughs> Look to your left. Look to your right. Both of you failed. You're going to have holsters in your legs. <laughs> okay, today we're going to focus on eating baby food. 
Yeah, RoboCop one one, pretty pretty tough class. <laughs> yeah, it's a, nobody gets to RoboCop one or two. <laughs> no one, no one wants Professor Weller. Well, I mean, unless you're Professor- already a RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough class. Professor Weller is a hard grader. Does not give pass fail grades. Uh, but a great, but a great class. <laughs> Ed two hundred nine, you got potential. Classic. I got my eye on you. Uh, it's Sucker Punch, guys. Not very good. <laughs> Not as good as RoboCop. This is this is a movie for fourteen year old boys. That if I had seen it as a fourteen year old, I would have thought it was terrible. Well, this is it the, fails on pretty much every level. This is the heavy metal of movies. This is like the movie that you walk in to your local Seven Eleven and you masturbate to this because they don't have Playboys available. Wait, what? Oh, you mean the magazine? Well, you masturbate the magazine. in the Seven <laughs> Eleven? Yeah. yeah. In the Slurpee machine. Yeah. You know. Wait, really? This you know, guys. This no, is, I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, you masturbate in Seven Elevens, right? This is why Dan's right, uh, criminal record from as a juvenile is sealed because he masturbated on it. <laughs> no, but this is <laughs> no, but this movie, this movie is to uh, pornography as heavy metal was to like Playboy. This is like that. That weird, like, okay, we're going to sort of, like, dirty up a little, like, science fiction. Well, well there was that really weird scene where they cut that baby dragon's throat and stuck their hand in the wound and yeah. pulled, like, crystals out pulled of out it. Pulled out crystals, fire That's stones. pretty sexual. Mm-hmm. And then the, the mother dragon chased them, and we were rooting for the mother dragon because <laughs> they had just gone and killed her child. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of bullshit. This is, I guess this is the step up for kids who are done masturbating to... Like bikini scenes in X Men comics, <laughs> right? And are ready for harder stuff. Yeah, we should. We should <laughs> I was gonna say we should. Have, we should have a chart of the <laughs> masturbation development, but it's like no, we shouldn't have that chart. No, we should not do that. <laughs> we should not do that one. Anyone looking for that chart, we don't <laughs> want looking for us. Yeah, pennies, dinosaurs, etc. <laughs> sure. uh, you got kids looking to find out what would happen if Penny met a dinosaur, <laughs> and then they're seeing that. Are bad for them. I th- oh, by the way, uh, speaking along these lines, I was looking at the keywords that sent people to the Flophouse website, and one of them uh, recently there were two searches for "I am number four porn." <laughs> <laughs> so that is a very small market. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, you can't find any I'm number four porn on the Flophouse website. In case you were looking for currently, tell them that they're not going to come currently. to the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're working on it. Oh, man. Elliot's providing the words. I'm providing the pictures. Dan's providing the soul. Yeah, yeah of course. We say to Dan, what do you like? And we know it's going to be totally crazy and gross. <laughs> it's always the quiet ones. So the Tucker Bunch. <laughs> yeah, Tuck I mean, this, this whole, like, I think. So Al Roker punch. A movie that's filled with cover songs of you know things that songs that used to be good or I, I mean the songs still are, are good. still yeah. good it's just the covers are bad but like this is a movie that's kind of like the cover song of a movie like it's just a mashup of things that he liked when he like ran around comic con on a sugar high yeah well it's his it's his kill bill where where quentin tarantino made kill bill and kind of put together all the things he liked into a new hole and kind of infused his spirit into them Zack snyder kind of just like shoved a whole bunch of things in a bag and then shook the bag up and then Threw it in the river, and the river took it to a trash dump, and then they shot that on film. So, so where, what's the next step for him now? Is he going to make uh, like a Punch Drunk Love type of movie? <laughs> Sucker Punch Drunk Love, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right though. Like he has to step back, right? I don't know. He could I keep going. He's gone so far up his own ass in like he'll the make CGI. Wes Anderson style bullshit movies at this point, or like oh. a movie about a director named Zack Snyder making a crazy movie. 
Eh? Uh, call it Snyder Punch. <laughs> so he's uh, just going to keep the punch element to all his movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sucker Punch and Judy. Sure. Uh... He's going to do that uh, Hawaiian Punch movie they've mm-hmm. been talking about for a while. Starring Punchy. He's going to do a second adaptation <laughs> yeah, of Punchy, uh, exactly. Elmer Leonard's Rum Punch. Yep. It's going to be a whole thing. He's going to do a movie called Punch Card. Just about punch cards. So what? Uh, what? When, when do we get to say what the we wild think punch. about the movie? When do we get to give our uh, no, final No, let's do judgment? that now because I think that you're, uh, you're chafing at the bits. Let's do our final punchments. <laughs> was this a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie you kind of liked? Stuart. This was not a movie I kind of liked, nor was it a good, bad movie. <laughs> Thanks no. for eliminating those possibilities. <laughs> Thus, it would only be a bad, bad movie. By logic. This was a movie that the three of us it's were like, like. It's like he's a detective and he's gathered <laughs> us in a room. Uh, one more thing. I didn't like this movie. <laughs> what, what were you saying, Stuart? Well, we're, we're looking at the, the potential movies we could have watched. And I think the three of us were all like, uh, I'd rather watch Sucker Punch of those things. And then about ten minutes into the movie, we're like, Maybe we can go back and watch one of those movies. Maybe we should have picked Country Strong after all. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. I was going for Red Riding Hood, but it's a movie where I will see them all. We'll we were see them all, guys. We were watching the movie, and then Stuart said, "Hey, look at that cat!" And we saw Dan's cat was just lying on the kitchen floor. <laughs> and I, for about three minutes, just watched the cat and like my enjoy. If I had had one of those dials where you choose like or dislike, I would have turned it way to like, and then back to dislike when my eyes went to the movie again. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it's a so, bad movie. You have a choice between this and a cat. <laughs> a cat which Elliot is allergic to. I don't like cats, but <laughs> I prefer watching a cat lying down, not doing anything, to yeah, sucker punch. This to may... a guy with a mustache talking very closely to scantily clad women. <laughs> As I said during the movie, this is not the most boring movie we've watched, but it is the stupidest movie we've watched. Yeah, it may be the stupidest movie I've ever seen. So, uh, and this is blurb coming... that, Zack Snyder. <laughs> the stupidest movie. <sighs> and I, I also call it a bad, bad movie. Stupid. So, uh, um, rock stupid. Very stupid. It's rare that you see a movie and you're like, someone wrote this. Like, yeah. and then someone else read that and said, okay, we'll make this. And then, like, a hundred other people spent time working on it. Like, yeah, I mean, this is like it's not a poorly made movie. Like that's the thing. Mm, I mean, it's not a. It, the production values are high. You yeah. know, I've known a girl or two in my life, and I'm going to tell you, not a single girl <laughs> that I've yeah, not a single girl that I've known has in her fantasy worlds. It's all fucking steampunk zombies and samurai swords. Yeah, I mean, I'm most probably... girls couldn't give a shit about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been going about this romance thing all wrong. I brought you a gift. It's a Sailor Moon costume yeah. and, with a samurai a, sword. and a Samurai sword. <laughs> you just put this on and pretend I'm a big uh, pagoda head, uh, you know, sort of samurai. Here zombie. are your thigh-high stockings and your World War II bomber helmets. <laughs> <laughs> I issue these to all of my uh, love interests. All of my lovers. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. I, I, when you said, I've known a girl or two, it sounded like it was the intro to Stuart's stories. <laughs> and you're going to tell another tale of a woman loved and lost. The Red Shoe Stewards. The Red Stew Diaries. That's better, Dan. Yeah, he, I know. He gets, he gets the point for that one. Well, look. Thank you. So it's zero, zero one. I think, no, I think, but I mean, I think we can, you know, we share credit on that. Nope. I, you know, point I Elliot, zero two. Zero two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're digging you the hole deeper. Why do I, I don't understand why I keep losing points in this situation. Did I get another point for that? Negative one to two. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, 
finish him. Letters here. <laughs> letters from listeners. Letter. Hey, you like this part, Elliot. This is my favorite part of the show. Letters from readers. Letters from readers. What do they say Wait, and readers? what do we say what in return? Reading? Letters from readers. <laughs> letters from greeters. <laughs> Chatters from beaters. Chad from Wichita says, <laughs> I really hate it when Elliot makes up songs. <laughs> But Belinda from Wisconsin <laughs> says, more songs, please. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now that you're done with Francois mate- from Paris says, oh, <laughs> après vous, more songs. But Seamus from Dublin says, I am ambivalent about the songs. 50-50. <laughs> so... I guess I've decided on a case-by-case basis. <sighs> Do an accent, Dan. <laughs> Um, no, just read the letter. In an accent. This is called in American accent. Ma- Michael Kane. Okay. <laughs> People, uh, this is this, this email is do Bob Kane, <laughs> creator of Batman. People that sound like other people is this the name of this email? People that sound like other people. Uh, yeah, I can't understand you, Michael Kane. It's from <laughs> it's from Jeremiah. Last name withheld. He the says. Bullfrog. I started listening about the same time the AV Club review came out, but not via the AV Club. Oh, yes. So he's an, he's an original. Uh, he wants to make sure that he... Are you making people, fun of him? People, no, yeah. he's just saying that he was into it before it got popular. Look, he's, he, it's a classic hipster move. Yeah. He's an OF, original flopper. But uh, he a says... A fan is what I say. Yeah. And a man's a man. <laughs> and a can's a can. I say that at dinner, <laughs> in the bathroom. You do say that a lot. I do. A, a fan fan's is a fan. <laughs> If you had a Marvel Comics card and there was a quote on the back, it would say, a fan's a fan, Stuart Wellington. No said. Stu Comics, number 157. <laughs> but he says, I assume that you'll be getting more letters to sort through from now on, most of them offering Elliot lucrative contracts with major labels. I think he could be the next Rebecca Black. Yeah. Wait, what? I started <laughs> downloading your podcast directly to my iPhone and had no idea what any of you looked like. I cast Mo Rocca as Elliot. Jason Siegel as Dan and Seth Rogen as the equally funny steward. <laughs> Seth Rogen's pretty close. Uh, Since these sound alikes are so perfect, I assume funny. you've been told this before. I don't like sounding like Morocco. Uh, nice I was also title. wondering if you guys could attach a Google Voice account to your email so listeners could, quote, call in, allowing you to play their messages on their show. Hmm, that's not a bad that's idea. A, that is a good idea. I will look into Internet's the science crazy place. of that. Mm-hmm. Technology, um, guys. I've never heard of Google Voice. What is that, like a voicemail for Google? Mm-hmm. I guess it's all in the name. I mean, as for these sound-alikes, uh, you know, Elliot is less hunchbacked than Moraka, and uh, and Stuart and I are, are more very good svelte than uh, Jason Siegel and uh, Seth Rogen. But although my similarity to Seth Rogen has, I uh, hooked up with a girl one time who described me as a cuter version of that guy and knocked up. So, <laughs> thank you, Seth Rogen. Uh, similarly, I, I need to get down to this next email, which, uh... Are you sure that she didn't mean one of his weirdo friends that live in the house? Jonah I mean, Hill. It, he meant jo- she meant Jonah Hill. Probably Jonah Hill. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm cuter than Jonah Hill. He's got that... He's very cuddly. He's got that arm. But the, uh... The, the next, burned, that burned arm. I don't know about that. The next email is on a similar vein, and it says, uh, Stuart Wellington... It's weird that his name sounds so regal, so fancy. Stuart Wellington... You practically expect an Esquire or the third tacked onto the end, mm-hmm. and yet he sounds just yeah. like Seth Rogen. <laughs> it throws me off. I feel like his name Seth should Rogen be Dan. Elliot's name should be Stuart, and Dan can stay Dan. Thank you. I'm glad that I sound so regal. Keep up the good work, guys. I suggest starting a huge battle with how did this get made. 
What well, was, I don't. What name did they suggest for Stuart? Oh, yeah. Like uh, Ralph? He said that uh, his name should be Dan. <laughs> Sluggo. Yep. Wait, Sluggo Wait, Wellington. Dan can stay Dan, but Stuart is Dan, too? There's that two Dans. That doesn't... You and me, Daniel. How about that? I'll, and I'll be Danny. <laughs> like, I'm just like a little kid goofing off, hanging yep. out. Yeah, that's that's fine. Little Danny. Because if you were Danny McCoy, you'd be that awesome character from Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. The TV show, not the, the city. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> You got it? Yeah, I think you, I got you're it. up to speed. Wait, what? Is this <laughs> a bit? Wait, wait. <laughs> no, no oh, you're doing a bit. I turned into Stuart. Oh, no. <laughs> it's one of those switch em ups like you're Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman. I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. Is that that movie where Jason Bateman has two babies and Ryan Reynolds just gives birth to two grown women? <laughs> yeah. And he grabs them by the butt in the Elliot and I were talking about the, uh, yeah, the poster <laughs> to this on the subway. Uh, What's it called? We, the Switch Up? It's the Switch, isn't it? Or something like switch that? Isn't Switch the movie where Jimmy Smith comes back as a lady? No, a lady. And Ellen com- Barkin and Jimmy Ellen Jimmy Barkin's Smith. a lady and Jimmy Smith is the guy. Yeah. But she's not Jimmy Smith. No, no. He just. She just the a sexist guy died and came back as female as Ellen, Ellen Barkin, Barkin. Yeah. as opposed to male Ellen Barkin. <laughs> as to male, El- uh, male Ellen Barkin did not have a good career. As opposed to Elmo Barkin. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no. Elliot and I were talking about how creepy the, uh, the, the poster, poster for, for the, the uh, whatever the the change switch the change em ups is because it it has a it, like makes a direct correlation between two babies and two, like, two babes. hot ladies in their uh, underwear. And it kind of creeps us out yeah, a little bit. It's infantilizing them much the way Sucker Punch does mm-hmm. while still sexualizing them. It's kind of like Betty Boop, the sexy baby. So, Ethan, last name was Hell I, <laughs> I hope that answers your question. What was the question? <laughs> there was no question. Okay. What was the what was the last thing they said? Uh, they wanted us to start a huge battle of how did this get made, which uh, I think we could do if how did this get made was aware that we existed. I mean, it's it's kind of. I mean, is it like a wrestling match? Because I mean, we might win. What do those yeah. guys look like? Are they? I really imagine tough? weedy and kind of. I mean, weak. I think I think I think it's we're equally physically matched with those guys. I mean, I mean they do know I was an Olympic wrestler, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. In a dream, I had. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm you did not, come up with the. Famous move, the Liberator. Oh yeah, well, well, that's well, not allowed. We're not allowed to talk about the Liberator. Liberator only. It, you know it when you see it. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, I I have actually never listened to their podcast. I don't know what it's like. I listened to it once, and uh, I'm not saying I didn't care for it that much. I just uh, I I got a real job and I have less time for podcasts. All of a sudden, that's my problem. Sure. I don't so. even know what we're talking about. So let's go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I say there's enough room in the podcast averse for two. Two bad movie podcasts. Let's let the market decide. Or, in fact, several bad movie podcasts. There are a lot of them. Um, this email is uh, called "Thanks and Two Requests." It says, "I found your podcast through the AV Club, and you guys have quickly right. someone, become someone who will admit it. My favorite podcast. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. Oh, that's nice. Favorite. Uh, wow. Thank you. Two requests. Number one: Can you guys not be so beholden to keeping individual show lengths to under an hour? Although it doesn't happen often, the time limit allows for an organic." And satisfactory end, there are a few times in discussion like the flop has been cut short on or recommendations abandoned in order to, quote, be on time. If there's a technical or personal reason for the time limit, I would more than understand. But I feel like getting rid of the time limit would allow for more opportunities for what your listeners love, including, in no particular order, more appearances by the Flophouse Housecat. Yeah, we're Hello! Hello! Housecat! More mournful size registered trademark. More opportunities for hacky screenplay pitches. 
More lists of Hacky. things. Hacky. Holy Come shit. On. <laughs> More lists of things vaguely related to some rambling tangent. More words that sound like other words. Oh, dearest to my heart. On. Uh, well, to answer that, first up, there, there was a technical reason originally. The older version of GarageBand uh, tended to conk out after an hour. Uh, now it's probably more that we're just tired after an hour. Well, I'm just amazed that someone is asking to hear more of us jabbering on. Yeah, I've heard it more frequently uh, less. Our friend Brad, uh, in particular, Stuart, is very keen on... Uh, friend Brad, last name withheld. Yeah, he, he would <laughs> like us to cut the show to about half, half his He's list. grouchy and old, though. That's <laughs> true. He sounds like a young, vibrant listener that yeah, we have. Yeah, someone we can count on to stay with us through all our many changes. I'm just saying that there are uh, a plethora of different responses that people have. Let's teach the controversy. Mm-hmm. Often, it's, often it's a matter of time for us, too, because we do this after work. And it's late, and we, uh, you and know, we're sweating because we took turned the air conditioner off because <laughs> we didn't want the constant hum in the background. And we're wrestling. And there's an old show. <laughs> yeah. wrestling yeah. going on. There's an old, and we're wearing parkas <laughs> <laughs> and whale blubber. There's an old showbiz pemmican. <laughs> no, and and it's just wasabi. <laughs> and I started to get sleepy after about five beers. <laughs> there's a an old showbiz saying, "Always leave them wanting more." Mm-hmm. So that oh, so answered. you like tease them a little bit. I mean, not teasing. We, you give them, yeah. you know, just the tip. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's go on to the second request, second which request. I assume is Lady in Red. Second Lady request. in Red. It's actually She's Careless Whisper. dancing. Oh, Careless Whisper. I don't know uh, that song. Um, so this is uh, the third uh, voice sound related uh why are you looking at Email me? of the evening. And it says, Why are you creeping me out? Maybe it's because I listened mostly through the two times function, but Stuart's voice began to sound increasingly like that of the character of Krieger from the show Archer. It might be the mm. dulcet and sonorous tones or the fascination and obsession with hilarious non sequiturs and willingness to voice opinions from deep within the human id. I'm thinking specifically of his desire to finger bang Zooey Deschanel, sure. or really any time he's talked about porn <laughs> from soft X to triple X. That's but the guy became, with the. Uh, that's the guy with the, uh, the, the. The scientist. Yeah, the electronic girlfriend. The yeah, yeah. Girl. I actually can see it. I can hear that. Okay. But it became. And you have an electronic girlfriend. Yeah, of course. <laughs> She's pneumatic. Yeah, but it became hard. She's, it's the Svedka robot. <laughs> Hard to distinguish his sound from that of the cartoon character. I therefore request that he either stop talking about such topics or that he only talk about such topics. His choice. Thanks in so advance. Many rules. First name withheld, Siegel. So. Really? He was withholding the first name. Oh. He's very withholding. I bet it was Jason Siegel of That's the Muppet the trick. movie. That, the, trick, the trick to be remembered is to give him something, you know, yeah. give him Hold something strange. Love. Yeah, you know? give, make it different, like Sucker Punch. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like the game, like how to hook up with a chick. So you got to trick him. I thought you meant the movie The Game with Michael Douglas. Well, yeah, and that you got to trick him, too. <laughs> it is a big trick. Spoiler trick. alert. There's Sean Penn's in it. <laughs> That's not really a spoiler. I think he's in the first scene. No, he's got a mustache though. I don't. Does he? I, don't I think, think so. You might be thinking of the assassination of Richard Nixon. I. Yeah. That's a movie. Yeah, with Sean Penn. I don't want to watch that. So. <laughs> so I guess what you're saying, Stuart, is you're just gonna you're gonna keep talking about sex stuff. Yeah, probably. <laughs> don't stop trying to tie me down, guy. Yeah, if Stuart's got to fly free. Yeah, he's like the wind. I'm a baby. bird, man. <laughs> So this last a big uh, Coors Light drinking bird. <laughs> this last probably an eagle in that case. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna fly like an eagle. This last email of the evening 
is oh, titled already so soon. Animal Wrangling. And, and it's it about says, Stewart. <laughs> I was so happy to hear Stewart was able to pull himself up <laughs> by his bootstraps <laughs> and land a job at the Daily Show as an esteemed animal wrangler. Oh, yeah, I forgot that bit. I mean, real fact. <laughs> However, that joy soon turned into dread when I recalled a July 2008 Daily Show segment featuring the talented Kristen Shaw and previous animal wrangler carrying in a cougar and placing her on John's lap. That segment provided the evidence I long suspected. The backstage of The Daily Show is waist-deep in cougars. Of course, <laughs> cougars' constant need for attention in lustful ways would be too much for a single animal wrangler. So my question for Stuart is, where do you fall in the hierarchy of The Daily Show animal wrangling department? I'm an apprentice an- animal wrangler. Uh, I am not allowed to handle the cougars yet. Uh, that's why I stick with the scorpions, as I previously said. I can it's remember that It's a very carapace-based... Yeah, but knowing uh, you, you probably handle the boogers... Up what? top, Dan. Uh, got him. I don't know. Zing. I can't. I don't. I don't. High five me. No, I can't. High five me. Can't do it. High five me. Okay. High five me. Is my job on the line? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you heard it, folks. So boogers. Boogers. Like boogers. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> your job. Boogers. Your made up job at the Daily Show. <laughs> made up job. <laughs> okay. You the gotta scorpions. be a dick about it. I'm trying to seem cool to our listeners, man. They, you know, they you already guys, think you're cool. They you think you're Seth Rogen. You guys have really fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you're super the, cool. Green Hornet. Of like the oh, amount 3D. of three D. I can see it on my phone now. The there. amount of uh, <laughs> the amount of space you get in these letters, like you, I think you. It's shocking. Both of us. Yeah, come on. You're the king of the letters. What they're doing is the. I think I think our listeners are like they think I'm the low man on the totem pole because I don't have a, no, you're like the an awesome comedy one. job. So obviously, Dan is the low man on the totem pole. Yeah. Well, we I can mean, all agree on that. <laughs> I mean, Cyclops is the leader, though. You know, <laughs> Leonardo, he's got katana I mean, swords. They never use. In terms of popularity, though. Yeah. Popularity. <laughs> I mean, if I was going to get a Ninja Can't Turtle tattoo, it right. that's how unpopular it is. <laughs> now, if I was going to get a Ninja Turtle tattoo, Leonardo. Like, if I was going to get their uh, their sash that's over their eyes, is yeah. that what the Ninja calls the I call, thing? I think over you their call eyes? it like a, ban- a uh, Band-Aid. bandana. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to get a tattoo of Leonardo's color bandana. I'd probably get Raphael. If I was going to get a Teenage Ninja Turtle uh, <laughs> tattoo, it would be Raphael, Michelangelo. Donatello, and then Raphael again. <laughs> wow. So they cloned Raphael. I don't know what happened. I just I mean, know I'm happier with it than okay. Leonardo. I'd probably get Bebop well, and Rocksteady, but then I'm kind of an outlaw. Oh, yeah, enough said, yeah. <laughs> Baxter Stockman. Mm-hmm. Well, that'd be you. You'd be Baxter Stockman. <laughs> before or after he becomes a fly? Uh, before. Oh, April man, O'Neil nice. in a bikini, maybe? Well, no, maybe you get Dan, the... it's a cartoon character. Your well, would you story? touch? Would you touch April's boobs as uh, as Pete Metadet dinosaur guy uh, asked? Did he also ask that? Yeah, he also asked. Touch April's boobs? Yeah. He's like, would, Wait, attach you don't them? Remember that? That was the other thing that the like the one of our letter writers discovered that the, uh, oh, the same yeah. guy who asked if Penny met a dinosaur. Dude, are you re- referencing that somebody on the internet it's asked a question a- about whether or not you would be wi- a person you- would want to touch April O'Neil, the character from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The cartoon character. Yeah. The she's a, a reporter, I guess. She's a reporter. She's a newswoman. Um, whether or not a person would want to touch a cartoon character's boobs. Yeah. Okay. I am and referencing. What that. would your answer be, Stuart? Yes, of course. <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> so now that we've settled that, we should move on to our final segment of the show, which is recommendations, final movies segment that we would actually game. recommend that people watch rather than say Sucker Punch. Uh, I would recommend any movie rather than Sucker Punch. Go to the video store, close your eyes, pick up a videotape box, open your eyes. If it's Sucker Punch, put it down. Otherwise, watch it. What if it's nothing but trouble? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, my God, that's tough. 
That's one of those eat a booger sandwich or poop in public type of questions. That's a hard one to answer. Oh, nothing but trouble. That's a bad movie. Anywho, should I recommend a movie? <laughs> yes. Unless you want to get into this pooping scenario. No, I don't think so. I'll recommend a uh, 40s noir called Deadline at Dawn. It's a strange little film noir that doesn't totally make sense, uh, but it's a lot of fun about a sailor on leave who is fr- – it looks like he's committed a murder, and he picks up a taxi dancing girl, and basically she hel- tries to help him to figure out who the real murderer was. Uh, but there are a lot of crazy, like, funny side characters that are introduced, and the screenplay, at least at one stage, was refer- written by Clifford Odex, the mm-hmm. playwright, and there's a lot of – Really good snappy dialogue and just kind of funny lines and things like that. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. It doesn't make any sense, but it's a good, fun movie. I watched uh, Tangled. So that's Deadline at Dawn. I watched Tangled recently, a movie that uh, uh, your sister-in-law's boyfriend actually worked on. Yes. Uh, a, a nice gentleman who got uh, me free tickets to Disneyland. He is a very nice guy. So uh, Don't thank, abuse thanks, that privilege. Thanks to you. Uh, thanks to him. Thanks to him. But you wouldn't know him without me, so really thanks Thanks to, to me. both of you. But I <laughs> also enjoy Is he going to get in trouble for doing talking <laughs> Thanks about for this? the memories. Probably not. No one knows this podcast okay. exists. Uh, I don't think Michael Eisner's sitting at home waiting for the next episode of the Flophouse to come out. Well, but, well no, but I'm also talking about how much I like Tangled. So Okay, uh, so keep going. Tango? Yeah, Tango and Cash. cash. <laughs> uh, okay, no, I that's what I was going to recommend. I'll have to think of something else now. No, I liked Tangled. Uh, it was a... You know, uh, this was uh, Disney Studios' um, uh, computer animation division. Uh, a film that came out after, uh, you know, Pixar had taken over Disney at large. And I don't know whether it's it's good in part because, um, you know, Andrew Stanton, uh, or is it, wait, no, John Lasseter, sorry, of Pixar, like, kind of came in and uh, reconceptualized it, or it's just the natural, like, creative upswing after creative lag, but it was a really nice sort of combination of old-style Disney, like, princess films and sort of, like, a newer, like, Pixar aesthetic uh, that I really enjoyed. And uh, it's got uh, some really good voice work. I was surprised at how good Mandy Moore was as Rapunzel, and uh, Zachary Levi was very funny as the male lead. Who's Zachary Levi? Uh, uh, people might know him from TV's Chuck. You probably would not, but other people would. I don't like that show. Yeah, but he was funny in this. That's a show. Yeah, it's right? a show about a, so said, TV's uh, about Chuck. a spy. A spy uh, nerd. A nerd spy. He's not really a nerd, though. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like a spy, isn't he's he? He's a handsome guy. There's nothing, he's handsome, and there's nothing really nerdy about him. I he mean, his hair's anything. messy. So it's, about a, it's a show about a handsome spy. <laughs> there's, there's an episode. What turned me off of Chuck? A spy. But here's the twist. He's a handsome guy. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll call it the handsome spy. The spy who was handsome. Yep. The, what, what turned me off about Chuck when I watched an episode of it was partly that I didn't like it, but also that... Sure, you didn't laugh or smile. I didn't enjoy it, but there's also... It's a movie where people are constantly saying secret spy. Stuff. Wait, it's a movie? It's a TV show. Okay. People are constantly saying secret spy stuff right in front of other people who aren't supposed to know what, what they're talking about. So, like, Chuck and his spy handler are talking in a public fast food restaurant with families eating dinner all around them about spy stuff. And there's a part where 
a guy who's supposed to be an ally of Chuck but has really got sinister connections, he's at he's around all these other spy people and he just turns away from them and gets on the phone and goes, "Don't worry, everything's going according to plan." It's like <laughs> they're standing like a foot away from you. I mean, that's like, go into another room. <laughs> so I should watch Chuck. You should watch Tangled. <laughs> okay, Tango. And Stuart, what were okay. you going to recommend? Tangled. Sure. Tangled um, or Crash? Assassination Tango is I'm, what I recommend. I'm going <laughs> really? to I'm gonna change it up a little here, guys. Uh-huh. Which of the two movies? I'm, I'm not going to recommend Invisible Maniac or The Great Bikini Off-Road Adventure. <laughs> I am going to recommend... Uh, Dan just recommended an animated movie. I'll do the same. Castle Freak, the animated uh, movie. <laughs> the animated series. <laughs> First season. Really? <laughs> yeah. There were multiple no, The Rankin-Bass uh, show. Okay, guys, enough joke-em-ups. Okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend The Castle of Cagliostro. Oh. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki, one of his early movies. Uh, I think pre-Studio Ghibli. Um, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of anime nerds on the internet. So I'm really? sorry if I get this wrong. No, there's a ton of them. <laughs> I and, don't think you're right about that, Stuart. I and, think you've uh, got that wrong at all. But, yeah, I mean, it's a movie that is uh, a lot of fun. There's a lot better action than the movie we watch today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it moves along at a good clip. And it's, I don't know, for a movie that uh, about characters that there's a million other movies and comics and stuff for, uh, Lupin the Master Thief. Uh, Lupin the Third. Yeah. Uh, it still manages to be very fresh and fun, and it's awesome. So, Castle of Cagliostro. So Three the Cabinet of Dr. Movies. Caligari is what Stuart recommends. Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, Tango and Cash, <laughs> and I don't know, something. Deadline Dead of Dawn <laughs> and so, Dead Again. Yep. So guys, the movie that hypnotized everybody in the late 80s into thinking was good. <laughs> so we finally did it. We finally watched Sucker Punch. How do you feel? Um. Well, I'm erect. I mean, yeah, but do you feel like, like you came out on the other side stronger? Yeah, obviously. A weaker, much weaker. Okay. I feel like anything could kill me now. Chicken pox, a tiny cat, maybe a leaf blowing in the wind. It makes me feel like all the things that I've sketched in my notebook can come to life at any minute. Yeah. But all the tools, we have all the tools. In ourselves. In ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Now fight for them. But that's, I do feel like I could go and look in my old notebooks from high school and be like, yeah, I'll make this into a movie. Yeah. Oh, this kind of dinosaur man who's fighting a robot? Yeah, done. Movie, but that dinosaur's got its brain in like a glass jar on top of its head, like a weird exposed brain, and it shoots out lightning bolts. Have you been looking through my notebooks? Yes. Well, we'll we'll keep looking through Elliot's notebooks for more movie ideas. But for now, I've been Dan McCoy. I thought that that letter writer said we shouldn't wrap it up so I, quick. Guys, I mean, guys, we're wrapping it. Up. Okay, I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen, wrapping it up under protest. Good night, everyone. Are you downloading something? You doing some giant mnemonic over here? <laughs> some Johnny mnemonic. Doing the technical things that actually allow us to, to do. Why is it red over there? To is make red the, good or bad? To wait, make the smuckers punch? Is sucker punches. Sucker punches. Sucker punch you and sucker nards. <laughs> Wolfman has sucker nards. <laughs> sucker Wolfman has sucker nards. <laughs>